Hey everyone, this is the Hot Brown Morning Potion Podcast with your hosts Tamika and Haley, and we are here with Jonathan Holmes, the Enigma actor that is Runan. How are you, Jonathan? Hi, I am great. Thank you so much for inviting me along. I rarely get the chance to do these things, so this is fun. All right, so uh, we will get started because we have a bunch of questions. Uh, sure. It's such an honor to have you. It was oh, so goodness. so good, and uh, it's going to be so exciting to announce this to people. Yeah. Uh, uh, Runan is one of her favorite characters, so that's great. That's why she's super excited. Oh yeah, he's one, he's... Of, mine. He's one of mine too. So awesome. there you go. Oh, that's great. That's one of our <laughs> questions, actually. Yeah. Uh, okay. So first thing we got to know about you is how did you get into voice acting? Well. Um... Good question. I, I grew up in the UK, which you can probably guess from my accent. Uh, and then when I was in my, gosh, probably late 20s, I moved to Vancouver uh, to be with my now wife. And she is actually a, a far more uh, beloved voice actor than I am. Um, she's called Lisa Ambelay, and she, she'd been doing voice work for years and years and years. And uh, and then when I went out there, I just started doing on-screen stuff and theater. And then because there's so much voice work in Vancouver, I thought, oh, I'll give this, I'll try this. This sounds like fun. And then I kind of just sort of snuck into the side door of the business probably, um, yeah, 15 years ago or so probably. Um, yeah. And then just started, you know, doing a bit here. And I, I do... I'm not just a voice actor. I do a lot of on-screen stuff. I do theater. I do motion capture. So I've kind of managed to cobble together a career uh, doing a whole bunch of stuff, um, which is fortunate because I'm not very good at any of them. So I just have to get <laughs> lots of it. <laughs> so so uh, when I get a chance to do uh, voice, it's a real thrill and I love it. And I do that all the time if I could. Um, but that's kind of how I mainly through through. Uh, kind of the work that my wife was doing she was like Teela in in he-man and stuff like that and oh, um, wow. she stole the she did a whole bunch of anime shows and a bunch of marvel stuff so i kind of piggybacked on her career a little bit oh oh i didn't know that wow yeah i um I don't believe I've heard of her name, but I probably have heard some of She's, her stuff. She, she now, well, the reason we, we're in the States now, so uh, I am talking to you from Washington, D.C., because that's where we live, in your nation's capital. Uh, oh, and she sorry. now is a very fancy uh, professor and teacher at uh, GWU and the Shakespeare oh. Theatre Company in D.C., so that's why we ended up here. So she doesn't uh, really do any animation stuff anymore that i'm sure she'd love to um oh. but she's kind of moved into academia and uh, that world okay well that's congratulations for her then whenever she got that <laughs> job i'm not sure when you guys moved to uh dc we've been but... here about three years so that's been fun okay do you like the states compared to the uk maybe in vancouver it's okay if you don't we understand <laughs> no i do i do i mean I, I have to say without without you know, I'm not going to get political or anything, but, you know, being in D.C. for the last three years has been an interesting journey. That's for sure. Um, but no, I think I think the States is I love the States. There's a lot about America that I really, really love. I think it's, you know, it's a pretty extraordinary country in so many ways. And to have built, you know, to have, I, I, I think it's great. And I hope that it's uh, finds its way smoothly and 
happily over the next few years, and That's we'll probably un- leave it. We'll probably leave it there. But but um, but I you know, <laughs> and DC is actually a great city. It's an amazing town. Uh, so aside from the kind of turmoil at the moment, it's it, I love it. Well, that's awesome. Um, on that piggyback, Haley, you want to ask the next question? Sure. Uh, so, like you mentioned, you have a pretty, you've done quite a few things, you know, voice acting and live action as mm-hmm. well. Um, so, what are your favorite? What have been some of your favorite roles to play? Oh gosh, um, I mean, there's, uh, it's so hard to say. Um, Actually, Anne with an E has been great. So playing uh, Mr. Barry, who's kind of a secondary character, really, but, but, but you know, kind of has a, an arc through the whole three seasons, has been a lot of fun because it's great to be on a show for that length of time. And so often, you know, actors like me get to go in and do a guest star here and a guest star there and a few days, or a few episodes here and a few episodes there to, to actually be on a show for three seasons and see storylines develop, see character development, see how, see how the fan base grows. Uh, that's been a real joy. So that's been great. Um, I did, uh, I did a movie uh, called the BFG a few years ago, which is a, um, a Roald Dahl book that was uh, put on the big screen by Steven Spielberg. And we, uh, a bunch of other actors and I um, created all the giants uh, in this movie and spent two or three months with Spielberg basically creating these incredible giants for, for the movie and did all the motion capture and all that stuff. That was an amazing experience. So that was that was something like I'd never experienced before. That was great. And, um, yeah, a bunch of theatre stuff that, that, that won't mean a great deal to you, but means a lot to me um has been uh, hugely rewarding as well so i've been very lucky to be able to work in lots of different realms if you like i actually do like musical theater so oh, you do <laughs> yeah i do oh, I, I don't a, actually i did a i did a uh, a musical in um uh, i do like i i i sing i i started out actually as a um i did a music degree way back when oh, and a theatre wow. degree and I started out as a singer and I uh I started I started out a little bit in musical theatre but I'm a really bad dancer like it's okay so am I pretty bad so if if you want a career in musical theatre as a young guy uh you kind of got to be able to dance and I can't <laughs> uh so but recently the last few years I've been invited to do stuff as kind of the um you know the older dude who the, the character the, the character actor who comes in and you know has a few scenes and sings a few songs and doesn't have to dance, or at least can fake it and nobody cares. So I did mm-hmm. um, I did uh, a um, a show called Anything Goes, which is a classic kind of American nineteen thirties musical uh, mm-hmm. last year in DC, which was a huge amount of fun. And the lead in that was which is somebody who you your generation might know is a guy called Corbin Blue who was Oh the, yeah. Yeah, he was in the high school musicals. So oh, wow. and I, and this is this, this isn't just name dropping there is a kind of reason to this but he and we found out after we'd been doing the show for a month or two is a massive like Avatar the Last Airbender fan like <laughs> massive and then he found out that I was doing Dragon Prince he was like oh my god dude this is like the most amazing thing I've ever seen in my life. 
I can't believe you're on that show. <laughs> it was oh the sweetest thing because uh, I think it was kind of what he and his wife kind of bonded on. And, and he's just a huge fan. So, so that was kind of fun. Uh, and occasionally those things, uh, you know, those things happen. And it's, always, it's always a joy when, when that stuff happens. That's so cool. It's just so, yeah. it's kind of like surreal to think that Corbin Blue from High School Musical likes the Dragon Prince. It's like, oh, that's mind blowing. Yeah. You don't think about stuff like that. Like, yeah. I guess people forget that like celebrities do like stuff, like yeah. nerdy stuff. You yeah. forget about things like that. But yeah, I do like musical theater. My friend um, got me into it and she uh, started me on, I think, on what was uh, Heather's. And oh, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I've enjoyed doing musical theater at Spokane. We're actually able to, you know, we get, we get a, I'm in Spokane, Washington. We get a lot of musical theater and sure. it's really fun. Um, so my next venture is Hope Hamilton when it comes up here, because it's coming I up know. this year. It's going to yeah. be expensive, expensive, but I'm like, I'm. <laughs> I, know. I know. Well, it came to DC not so long ago and the tickets were so crazy that we figured out it was actually cheaper for us to fly to Chicago and come and see it. Oh my God. To actually, which we still haven't done, but um, one day. Sure. Yeah, hopefully my student discount will get me something. There um, you go. But the next question, speaking of the Dragon Prince, what do you think of the Dragon Prince season three? What you know about it anyway, since it's probably been a minute, or if you've even seen it? I've seen some of it. Um, I haven't seen I haven't seen all of it because uh, uh, I'm not really in it much anymore. <laughs> um, I think it's great. I think I think the I I think what I love about that show is the way that they uh, I think it's beautifully written. I think it's a beautifully written show. And and that I have to say isn't always the case um, in uh, in anime. Well in any any kind of film or TV um, stuff. Agreed. And I'm sure I'm sure you've probably had similar conversations with other guys that you've spoken to mm-hmm. about the show. Is that the, the, the real joy about this show is the care that is taken in creating the worlds that they create and the way that they can make them feel um personal to mm-hmm. to your experience and it's not just some kind of you know crazy well there's dragons and there's this and there's that you know <laughs> it actually it actually speaks to people's uh you know human experience mm-hmm. and uh and in a way it, it was uh you know in some ways, a little bit similar, even though Anne with an E is an ent- obviously an entirely different show. Mm-hmm. Anne with an E has taken, you know, a, a genre and, you know, a kind of 19th, late 19th century book and made it, um, created a world that young people nowadays can relate to and created diversity and created, uh, and there's a, there's a sense in which, um, you know, so so much of the conversation these days is, surrounding inclusivity and diversity and the point that i think and with me and to an extent dragon prince makes is that these aren't just things that were invented last week these just aren't you know sort of hot political talking points that we're, mm-hmm. we're all of a sudden taking an interest in these are things that are timeless and human experiences and i think what dragon prince has managed to do and you know and with an e and i i only link the two because those are the two shows i've been working on in the last few years yeah. Uh, have managed to create worlds where we realize that, you know, that the, the issues that we all face day to day as, you know, you guys are in college, I'm, you know, I'm the father of a 13 year old, whatever. And 
that that these the you know these are not just issues that are are um, purely contemporary. They can be they can be that they can be explored through a fantasy, you know, world of, of dragons and kings and princes and and talking frog things, and they can be explored <laughs> through through you know the stories of a of a little girl in the late nineteenth century. And I think that's what both those two shows have managed to achieve, and that's I think what what I appreciate more than anything. Yeah, the timelessness of the of the. Yeah, and it's not even touched. Like, it's, it's like the universality. Yes, yes, um, the universality. Yeah, and and that's always what makes a show that's going to last. Uh, and you can pick up on on you know contemporary talking points and the kind of zeitgeist of where things are at the moment. Um, but if you apply it um, with real craft. Uh, to different worlds, you can actually make something that's way uh, has way more depth and is way richer than than something that's just been kind of a, knocked off as a genre piece and hope you can get a fan base and then move on to the next thing. And I think both those shows have managed to do that really well. I agree. I do agree. Speaking for non, uh, Haley, you got the next question. Yeah. So uh, we were also wondering how did what was the process like to getting to voice Renan? Um, it was funny. I was actually had already moved to DC when uh, the audition came through, and a lot of you know, you, speaking to voice actors, you probably heard this a lot. That uh, in the old days, you used to have to go into a studio and audition, and there'd be you know directors and producers there. And these days, everybody uh, auditions, or more often than not, you self-tape and you send stuff down the line, and they listen to everybody and then decide. So I was in D.C. and my agent sent, sent me through this thing. And initially, uh, and I was only asked to audition for Runan, as far as I can remember. And they couldn't decide whether or not they wanted him to be Scottish or, <laughs> or English. And so I remember doing this like very like serious Scottish read on Runan. Mm. And I remember we had friends over. <laughs> and we lived in quite a small apartment. So I had a bunch of friends over in the living room. Uh, and then I was in the bedroom doing this very serious and quite dramatic Scottish accent into my phone. Uh, and then I think we did a British version of it and I sent it down the line and then uh, I booked it. Uh, and then flew back to Vancouver. And I was working in Vancouver as well, doing a few other things. So I was kind of going back and forth. And uh, and so that's how it happened. It happened actually really quite painlessly and quickly which isn't the case with uh with a lot of things i think they felt they knew what they wanted and once they'd found it they were happy to to go with it and they couldn't have been loving it i mean gosh like justin and aaron and all those guys and the bardell people have been the loveliest people to work for oh man i can only imagine what oh scottish or non what it sounded like <laughs> I know. her him and him and rayla arguing it's just a lot. It's like Scottish intensity. So yeah, it would just be like too much Scottish. Dial down the Scottish, <laughs> and uh, so they so they went with a more kind of uh, conventional sound, which was fine by me. Easier for me. Um, yeah, it's their so, natural accent. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, especially since in the show, her parents um, are best friends. We're we're best friends with Renan and Ithari, so it's like that's just a lot of Scottish going around. Way too much Scottish. Really, for anybody, we didn't, no one needs that much Scottish. But, uh, but no, so I was, I was, 
And of course, we don't really know all that backstory until the later on. You know, until... the, la- later on. So, so then you, you you kind of learn it in retrospect. You're like, oh, okay, I see. That's what that was about. But yeah. um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's how that happened. So, who is your favorite character in the show? Who is my favorite character in the show? Um, I actually really like. I, I mean, I know I really like Viren because I mean he's he's. He's not a nice guy. Um, <laughs> also, because I really like Jason, and I think you've spoken to yeah. Jason. And Jason oh, I have. He's such wonderful. a great guy. He's so and kind. He's a he's lovely, wonderful. lovely man. And yes, and so you always, you always kind of, uh, and I've known Jason sort of on and off for quite a few years. So you always kind of gravitate to people who you who you know personally as well. But I I, I like him because there's, you know, he's I think he's more nuanced than than perhaps we. Um, you know, I mean, he's, he 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 can be pure evil, but I think there's 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 other stuff going on there as well, which is I think a, a testament to Jason's work and the writing as well. And um, and you know, and Callum and Rayla are great, and Rayla's Rayla's great as well, and Paula is brilliant, uh, and I love the the kind of energy and the fun and the kind of banter that 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 those two have. I think is. It's great. So I'd probably, probably those guys. And of course, Runan, who is just the best. <laughs> I and agree. Best looking elf, I've got to say. <laughs> this is actually true. My favorite, yeah, because um, my three favorite characters are Callum, Rayla, and Runan. They're kind of all bit tied to, tied together. Right. Of course, I'm a Raylan fan, of course. Right. Um, but I think, though, at least in before season three, I think Viren was one of Haley's favorite characters. I mean, right. yeah, I liked his new ones. I mean, he got a little bit less new, like, felt a little more evil in season yeah. three in general. So I was I'm like, not saying, oh. uh, yes, it's not like as in, I want to hang out with this guy. Yeah. He seems awesome. <laughs> it's just, it's just, I, I like what they did with the character. Mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah, I think absolutely. It's, it's beautifully voiced and well written. And, and it's, uh, yeah, yeah. And it's also one that I would have loved to have played as well. It's one of those, you know, playing those evil guys. It's such fun. It really is. It's it's way more fun than being nice. Um, and so you, I, you know, and and I have ended up doing a fair bit of that because, uh, you know, often uh, British becomes the default evil person <laughs> these days. So uh, so I was I always have fun doing that stuff as well. Actually, fun fact: I think I remember talking to Jason. He originally went out for the voice of Renan, I think, at least at oh, some point. I believe he did, and I think he got cast for Viren instead. Right. I think that's how that... I'm pretty sure that's how it happened. I'm, right. And that cracks me up um, that now you're saying that, oh, Viren yeah, yeah. would have been great to voice. Well, he, got, he got way more episodes than me, so I'm sure mm. he was thrilled. <laughs> season four, though. Season four. Fingers crossed. He's got to come know, back. You know, he's got to come gotta, back. And then, you know, people keep sort of saying, well, you know, he's, you know, there's, you know, Hold on, there's stuff going on with Runan. We just haven't been you know, so. So I'm like, all right then, fine, do it. <laughs> Put yeah. me on a plane. It's like, please, um, can't stay in that coin forever, for goodness sakes. Mm-hmm. Oh, you can't. Um, but yeah, with season four, hopefully, you know, with prayers, I'm pretty sure we we're gonna have to come to more. We're gonna have to have more plot with Rayla and Runan. Yeah, and they're gonna have to explore those worlds. They're gonna have to explore those relationships. Well, I mean, they oh can yeah. Do what they want. 
I oh, I'm ready. To explore this. <laughs> oh, I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready for them to, because I need to, like, there's so many things that we have to talk about. We have to talk about mm-hmm. what happened on the mission. We have to talk about Athari. We have to talk about yeah. her being banished. We have to talk about her relationship with Callum and how Runan is going to deal with that one. Yes, that's going to be interesting. That's and my what, favorite part. What was life in the coin like, I wonder? Yeah, what, yeah. what was did it get like? Up to? <laughs> what, what do you do? <laughs> might be quite a The hell coin, as Devin called it. Hell coin. Oh, really? I like that. Yeah. Um, so speaking of which, yeah. uh, do you have but, a favorite episode? Yeah, so now that you told us your favorite character, I know you said you haven't seen like all the episodes, but is there yeah. one that really stuck out to you so far in the show? Well, the one that I loved doing the most was was when uh and I think it was the I think it was the piece that I they ended up sending out for the audition was um when he's preparing the Moon Shadow Elves for the big mission and he's kind of wrapping the um <laughs> bandaging the you know doing the wraps around their arms and stuff and mm. he has this big speech that's like straight out of um it's quite shakespearean really it's like henry v you know preparing the troops for agincourt or something that was fun so i really enjoyed doing that um so yeah on a on a, on a personal level that that was probably my favorite episode Oh man, I watched those first three episodes like on repeat before season two because <laughs> I love the beginning of the domesticity of that, and I love how like I just love that was our main window of what Rayla and Cal- Rayla and Renan's relationship yeah. was, and hearing him and hearing him kind of like tell her to go. It's like it's like go sit on your rock, basically. Yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. And that was lovely that they built in that kind of um, you know domesticity to mm-hmm. it as well and it wasn't just these kind of you know two-dimensional uh you know that there was there was kind of nuance there there was there was there was clearly you know and, and you know good good writing always leaves you wanting to know more about the relationships uh and i think that's what that did it was kind of like okay so what you know uh, how, how how did what's been the past of these two characters how have they you know, is he her dad? Did they? Did he bring her up? Is he just some kind of you know mental figure? And I think, it, and I think they were very good at at leaving those kind of open questions for you to then go back later on and and fill in. Agreed. I love that he basic. I love that he's basically one of her dads because she's got like three dads. Yeah, like three dads, two yeah. it's like two pointy dads and a soft dad, and then That's one. Right. That's I right. Guess, because, like, um, you can tell with the nuances where, like, Renan, it's like, I think we talked a lot about it with Devin where he, you know, he has to be, he's not like her dad right now. He's her colleague right now. But at the same time, it's a weird moment for them when they have to go against each other because he's raised her pretty much most of her life. Yeah. And so there's that. And it's very complex. And I'm just like, I love them so much. Yeah. And, and you know, and that's that's also a very contemporary Problem, problems wrong with but but that's a, that's a, that's a very contemporary circumstance you know so it's it's something that that i'm sure a lot of people have experienced in their own lives uh and then to be to see it played out in this kind of you know crazy uh fantasy context you know adds depth to kind of both sides of the of the sort of viewer and and, and actor experience i think so that's i mean that, and again that's that's what i appreciate appreciate about this show i think is they've managed to you know, create um, real depth of drama from uh, taking contemporary experiences and, you know, kind of expanding them. Right. 
I also too love his um fight in the last third episode with Soren. Yeah. Which that's Haley's favorite character. Right. <laughs> yeah, there. It's always good to see them. Uh, I mean, I don't like them to be enemies, but you know. Right. Next time, hopefully they won't be <laughs> when exactly. he sees them again. Yeah. I feel like I feel like Renan at first would be bar- able to barely tolerate Soren. <laughs> at least yeah. at first, because yeah, well, they're he's... so opposites. Uh, yeah, and he's you know Renan has a very strict code. I think yeah, you know, he's... he lives by he lives by a very you know it's a it's it's you know it's a code of of honor, which is a certain irony about given that he sort of assassinates people for a living or whatever. But but it but it's honorably um, yeah honorably <laughs> someone's got it. Um, uh, and and so I don't I'd be, I don't know how how well he he can. Um, or, or, or how how welcoming he can be to other worldviews, or to you know to, to 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 people from different experiences, or you know how narrow he is in his what he feels his his role is, or the or the the, the Moon Shadow Elf role is in this whole universe, or whether he has the ability to kind of empathize with you know with other uh, species or universes or whatever yeah i don't know it'd be interesting to see whether that is explored going down be. the line <laughs> yeah. Damn right. wants it to be, yeah. <laughs> yeah that being said actually that leads us into our next question what do you like about renan um i like you know there's always something which is completely different to me because obviously i'm not an assassin i just put that out <laughs> I considered it once in a while, but you know, I thought that's, that's We've all the best it. idea. Exactly. Um, but he is utterly focused in what he does, and he expects people to have the same kind of focus and the same kind of drive and uh, the same kind of mission as he does. And and I'm always impressed with people who, who are like that, who are like, this is what I do. I do it really well. Um, I've been trained to do it. I can train others to do it. And I'm, and I think partly I'm talking about my own career that I've done bits all over the place. I don't really know what I am, whether I'm a voice actor or a or a singer or a on screen guy. Anyway, but but so I I I, I kind of admire that single minded um, ability to shut everything else out and expect the same of other people. And also that can go the other way. That can be a pain in the rear end as well if you're having to live with somebody like that or, or work alongside somebody like that. But I think uh, I think it's an admirable quality. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so you mentioned that, but then is there anything else maybe that you think about his character that you don't like as much? That I don't like as much? Um, well, I suppose, the, I suppose what I like about it is also what you could dislike about it in, in this... Uh, it can lead to narrow-mindedness and to an inability to empathize with other people's experiences, which I suspect there might be an aspect of that to his psyche. Though I think, you know, it's interesting, um, you know, when he gets disappointed and chastises Rayla, you know, you do get a sense that actually he still wants the best for her and has enormous affection for her and wants her to succeed on her own terms as much as the terms that he sets out for her. And he's probably conflicted, in, or at least I would hope he's conflicted in that way because that makes him more interesting to play. 
Um, but I suppose that that single-mindedness can veer towards narrow-mindedness, um, but it can also uh, veer towards... Um, trying to say towards you know real direction and direction towards direct um, kind of energy directed towards good um though single-mindedly does that make any sense yes i'm trying to like i get what you're saying i'm trying to like come up with like (laughs) by all means say no that sounds ridiculous i have no (laughs) idea what you mean there no i totally get what you mean but the words are just not coming um, but oh, I agree because I think that... no one's writing them for me. It's all talking to actors. We're only any good when any other people are writing the words for us. Yeah, well, call Aaron. Time to call Aaron. Be like, hey, is there anything I can practice? You know. But yeah. um, I think that we, like, especially the interview with Devin and Ian was really helpful into getting a great insight into essentially Renan, Raylan, sorry, and all their characters and like their family unit and the movie yeah. channel at large. And I think the way they talked about it was that. He was, you know, he's had a quiet, like, confliction of emotions because it's also like her being alive is better than all of everybody being dead. And I feel yes. like there's definitely that confliction where he's got that code, but he loves her. Yeah. Um, and I think that there was a point where I can't remember it was on Twitter or in the interview where they said that he probably would have hesitated to actually kill her. Like, and I I think we all kind of knew that like, he I wouldn't so. have killed her. <laughs> I don't think he's a he would. Like he has his code of honor, but I don't as think the he... father of a thirteen-year-old girl, I <laughs> hope he would have stopped. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that Devin, I think it was on Twitter, and said that you know he would have hesitated. Like I don't think he would have been able to go through it, and right. that makes sense like, in the end of the day because it's like that's like his child right there. You know, he's raising since she was a little girl, probably till like toddlerish, depending also, on what her know, parents. For, from a purely kind of dramatic perspective, you know, do you want to, you know, if he did do that, you would then cut that you cut Runan off from any kind of empathy uh, beyond that, one would imagine. Oh, yeah. And it's just way more interesting. And, you know, conflict is way more interesting than pure single-mindedness. Oh, yeah. You know? Absolutely. So, uh, so, yeah, no, I, I... And it was... I mean, I, I listened to a little bit of the interview you did with those guys, and I'm just so impressed with the their understanding of those worlds and, and the degree to which they've... Uh, you know, they've really thought through stuff and they've really explored these different universes that they've created. And, you know, we actors show up and we just, you know, there's there's the the words and we say them and we hope, hopefully we, you know, we, we invest what needs to be invested into the action. But, uh, but when you see the extent to which those guys really uh, are passionate about the worlds that they create, I think it's so amazing. And I have huge okay. respect for them. It's amazing what the writers come up with. And it's like, usually the fans like are the only ones like thinking that deep in a lot of shows, but then here these writers are like, you can totally tell they've thought about a lot of this and it's amazing. (laughs) And I I suppose because, you know, because of social media now and the fact that people are far more accessible than they ever Mm -hmm. were, uh, you get called out on stuff, you know, and you, you have to be able to engage with your fans and, and kind of justify, justify the, the stuff that you've put out there and i think that maybe leads to you know to better product at the end of the day because mm-hmm. because you feel god if i don't get this right i'm gonna have you know a hundred thousand passionate fans calling me out on it which is always what kind of terrifies me about these interviews or, or um 
conventions and stuff is that you know you you bound at some point someone's going to go you know you did this thing in like episode four and in static it doesn't really make any sense with what you did in episode one and you go like dude i was just coming in on the day and the script was there and i read it and yeah <laughs> and so definitely it wouldn't be it's, your fault uh, <laughs> it's really it's really and it's great how, how how we as actors now get the though i have to say i don't do that often but get a chance to interact with the fans and uh in a way that never happened when I started out in this business, that's for sure. Okay, so the last question before we get to Renan's set of questions is, what is your mindset when acting out Renan and how do you prepare for acting out as him? Um, I don't know about mindset, but I mean, voice acting is the same as any other kind of acting. And I think that's sometimes the mistake people make when they want to maybe get into voice acting is they think it's all about you know, being able to do a thousand and one different voices and and do crazy things here and crazy things there. And it's simply, it's not. I mean, you know, if you can do that, it's great. But it's about telling the truth. And it's about telling the truth of that character. So so I approach Runan the same way uh, as I'd approach any character, really, is to try and get to the authentic truth of what that character is trying to say and how they're responding to the world in which they find themselves. Uh, and so, uh, so I suppose that that's all I try and do. And you're helped hugely as an actor by good writing. And, uh, and the great thing about this show is the writing is good. So if you've done your homework as an actor and you know who you're talking to, uh, what you want to say, what the kind of overarching, um, uh, you know, point it is that you're trying to make as a character, you know, something about where you can, and, and the great thing also about, you know, what kind of ties into what we were talking about, the, the, the fan world out there, is if you ever want any context about who your character is and where they're from and what they think, and there is, you know, a universe of, uh, of online material out there that you can kind of explore and draw from. Uh, so, so that's that's all I do really in trying to respond to what's on the page and embody it and bring it to life. That sounds that sounds good, yeah. I think that <laughs> I'm, I'm, I feel like I, I was like, I'm trying to come up with a response to that, that I know there is something there to respond to that, but you it know, makes it's, sense. It, it's, and you can overthink these things as well. I mean, actors can overthink what they do, and then you kind of tie yourself in knots because you've created this whole you know, crazy backstory or whatever that you're then trying to uh, justify through a particular read. And and often, you know, what you get off, you know, if, if you're an actor with decent instincts, you know, what you get off the page will take you, you know, fairly quickly into where you need to be. Uh, and we have great directors as well. I mean, you know, Justin and Aaron are great and they'll always call you out when they think you suck. <laughs> but uh but but um but which they do very graciously and generously and rarely um but but it's yeah there's no great there's there's there's, there's no great secret to it but it's the same thing as you know theater or film and tv i mean the the medium is different and there are certain you know technical adjustments you have to make if you're working on film or, or voiceover or theater or whatever but essentially you're trying to get to the truth and that's your job hmm, that's an interesting way of putting it to be honest i think jesse said something similar about um it's just like any other kind of acting 
plant where it's just it's voice acting but it's still acting yeah exactly and uh and and the acting is the most important bit uh, you know i mean of course you've got to have the voice you've got to be able to you know you've got to have the voice that um the writers have in their head or at least persuade them that the, that the voice you've created is perhaps better than the voice they had in their head um but you still need to bring that text to life you need to embody it and you need to be truthful and honest uh about the characters that you create because otherwise you get caught out you know you get you get found out by by the fan base and and your audience and the audience is always right uh and i think sometimes you know voice acting is 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 there's too much emphasis on being able to create a thousand and one different crazy voices which is fabulous if you can do that uh but you still got to be able to be true to whatever uh world that you're creating and that's actually the the harder thing so this isn't on the question but out of curiosity since you don't have social media do you ever really like do you ever view like the fan art of yourself or like or not yourself but like we're not a few <laughs> times my as i say i have a 13 year old daughter so she's oh. like, <laughs> even though she thinks everything i do sucks oh. uh but uh because she's 13 and, and that's what they do um but but yeah she's uh she she, she goes and has a uh uh, a look into it once in a while and it's like dad you gotta see this it's so weird people doing pictures of your character it's crazy uh and so this has been fun so i've i yes i have had a little a little a little kind of peek into that world but now i've got this i've started this instagram thing so i'm I'm being followed by all the and with an e people at the moment so i'd love to get more of the the dragon prince folks on board what, what is your um your instagram if i may ask before we move on just so Home- like Holmes.Jonathan. Very creative, isn't it? <laughs> okay. Maybe we'll put that in on the, on the hot potion. Yeah. Do Holmes. it. Do it. And I'll, I've only got like three pictures of Anne stuff up there, but I'll, I'll post this on it and I'll get some more um, dragon prints up and, awesome. and it would be great to, to. I will follow you. There you and go. I will get other people to follow you. Um, there you go. Okay. So um, we're going to go into the Brunan questions. Do you need to congregate with him or whatever you may need oh, to do? <laughs> Jedi mind trick. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I'm going to hold on. I'm going to put them up on my phone as well. Um... Okay. Yeah, do it. Okay. Um, good afternoon, Renan. Hello. Very nice to meet you. We understand that you aren't fond of humans, though rest assured, we aren't wholly affiliated with the humans of the Pentarchy. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Are you absolutely sure of that? I am. I don't live in the Pentarchy, so I'm pretty mm. sure I don't. I, I live in a place Forgive called... Forgive me if I'm slightly suspicious, but go on. It's okay. I would be suspicious of me too. Humans are not amazing. And talking as one. <laughs> Hmm. Uh, um so what is your opinion exactly on humans in that case as you could imagine humans have not been great to my people in the past so my opinion is one of um distaste perhaps tolerance occasionally that's fair Uh, actually (laughs) as a human i actually agree with that (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> unfortunately um and we understand uh i think you're allowed to tell us we understand that you are an assassin 
I am. Some would say that's all I am. Oh. Well, there's more than that, I'm sure. But, but wait, what goes on in your mind uh, as when you you know you're on the job or whatever? As an assassin on the job, it's all one can think about. It's all one is allowed to think about. It's all one allows one to think about. Single-minded assassination in the cause of good. Wow. <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, so I need a moment. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I need a moment. I need a moment. Uh, Haley, you want to ask the next question? Sure, sure, sure. So um, I don't know how much you've talked to the other kinds or, um, you know, have met up or even know about them, but what do you think about the other types of elves? Because, you know, there's more than just Moonshadow. I believe there are more than just Moonshadow. If I can, I try not to have a great deal to do with them. Um, I find some of them arrogant. I find some of them lazy. I find some of them helpful. Um, but I would say that without our ability to clear their path, they would be nowhere. Oh, what do you think of Sunfire Elves then? Um, they are described as being the beacon of Zadia, or they feel themselves in their military might to be very um, on the top, if you will. Well, I think you just said it. They feel themselves to be on the top. I'm not sure that I feel that they are, but um, if they want to feel that way, then good luck to them. Mm. I think we're pretty happy with who we are. Yes, I understand that the Silver Grove is very intimate and reclusive and a small community. So how do you like living in the Silver Grove? I'd never live anywhere else if I could have it that way. It's where my people are. It's where my family are. And I'd rather wish I was there now and not stuck in this wretched coin, but such is life. Oh. Such yeah. is life. Yeah. Apologies for that. That was not our doing. But if we could release you, that would be nice. Um, I would appreciate it if you could. Have a word. We'll talk to Viren. We <laughs> talked to him a, a few days uh, ago. Yes, <laughs> well, not yeah. a very nice man, I might add, but... Yeah, that's putting it mildly. Um, mm -hmm. What is... So, I'm sure you miss your family. What is married life with Athari, your husband, like? Now you're asking me personal questions, something I, I confess to struggle with once in a while. But it is a thing of beauty, and it has been the rock in my world and the peace in my mind, and I miss him very much. Oh, I'm so sorry. I need a moment. <laughs> I need a moment. Release Brunan, please. <laughs> if, okay. <clears throat> I can be professional. <laughs> if, if so, hypothetically speaking, we're we're not saying anything has happened. But if Rayla, who we understand is like your daughter, um, if Rayla fell in love and entered a relationship with a human prince whose family she was maybe intended to kill and chose to go on a war-ending adventure with him instead, how would you feel about that? Um, hypothetically, of course. Hmm. That sounds like you might know something I don't. Um, hypothetically, how would you expect me to feel? That's why I'm asking. <laughs> Less than thrilled, I think, would perhaps be the um, polite way of putting it, but her happiness is important to me. Oh, 
So this human prince is not in any danger or he is not, he might get a talking to by any chance. I didn't say he wasn't in any danger. Oh, oh, oh God. Okay. Um, but we're talking purely in hypotheticals, you understand, so. We are, we are talking hypothetically yeah, for are. everyone's safety. Yes, exactly. Um, you do know what I do for a living, yes? I do, yes. I do, exactly. Well, let's leave it there, shall we? We shall. Um, speaking of Rayla, what mm-hmm. is it like to, what has it been like to have Rayla as a daughter? Um, frustrating. <laughs> wonderful. Um, challenging. Um, but yes, I, I, I feel she is my daughter in some sense, and any father has a bond with their child beyond anything one can describe, so I want the best for her. Can you recall by any chance any kind of incident that you either, that you recall either fondly or strikingly, anything that makes you feel something? Like anything growing up with her. I stuck her on I stuck her on a rock once. Oh well, you stuck her on a rock? <laughs> that, that didn't go well. <laughs> no, it didn't. No, she's she is she's as many children of her age are. She um she doesn't always do what I say. Which is risky when your father's an assassin, I have to say, but um but she has her own mind, she has her own will, and for that I praise her. But you know, she's she she's a she's she was a girl. She does things that girl elves do. I'm sure you can imagine. Yeah. Have you ever had the instinct to protect her from humans or other people? Every father has the instinct to protect their child, even if you're not their biological father. Well, we will move on into the your conger into your modern uh zadian alternate universe and i Fair will let, let Haley ask that first question okay okay so you have been referred to by other parents as a jock dad who doesn't necessarily care about what rayla's grades are hmm. as long as it doesn't interfere with her extracurricular activities but yes her assassin varsity career is important to you both right Yes, her assassin career is very important to us both. And, you know, getting into assassin varsity, it's not cheap these days. So I make sure that she's committed. Uh, you know, you you guys are in college. You know what it's like. It's, you've got to do the work. So never really thought of myself as a jock dad. But there you go. <laughs> uh, and I don't really care what other parents think. So um, nothing wrong with a little bit of drive. That's what I'd say. Even if it's towards assassination. This is fair. I skipped over the assassination major. Not my thing, but yeah, no power to you. Well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yes. I'll calm down now. <clears throat> <laughs> um, yeah, you're a very composed man. Uh, what I kind am. of car do you drive? What kind of car do I drive? Uh, well, you know, I can kind of flip from universe to universe really at will. So, um, you know, but <laughs> if I were to drive a car, probably um, an Alfa Romeo. Oh, hey, I just made is that, that a nice is that a nice car? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's, it's Italian. Italian elves drive them. Italian so elves drive them. It's classy, you know. It's got good detailing. Oh, 
all right that's yeah. nice um how do you and your family start your mornings training obviously training uh get up early very committed uh no breakfast until we've done at least two hours assassin training um you know that's pretty much it oh. athari makes the coffee <laughs> and uh you know he does a good job this is a good job you get it's good coffee um so what do you think of the music young elves are listening to nowadays, especially oh. since a lot of it is now influenced by human music tastes? I know. I have to say I, I struggle with it. Um, obviously, in my day, it was Elvis Presley. Um, <laughs> now, now it's all Billy Elfish. And uh, I'm not sure that I can get on board with it. I'm an old-fashioned elf in some ways, but uh, <laughs> uh, yes, I can understand. Uh, yeah. So, uh, our last question is: Speaking of humans, Rayla introduced her boyfriend Callum to you at your home. From what I understand, you had no idea she was even dating someone. How did that go? Not well. Not well. It didn't go well at all. Uh, all of a sudden, you know, she was a bit late, shows up on the doorstep with this Callum fellow, who's very chatty, I might add. Very chatty. And uh, so I thought, well, I could go two ways here. I could either smother him with love, which would freak him out and send him away, or I could just get him to cut the grass and do some yard work. So I, I opted for the second one and uh, haven't seen him since. So... Rayla's a sneaky yeah. girl, though. You never Ooh, know. You can't trust him. You can't trust him as far as you can see him. <laughs> well, uh, hey, unless Haley has any more questions. No, I think, I think that, that was great. <laughs> thank you. Good. Yeah. Well, thank you for joining us, Renan. Um, You're very we'll welcome. Go back to your coin in not relative yes, peace. I know. I'm glad they let, let me out for this. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll have, we'll have to thank Viren for that. Maybe I just yeah. won't go back. You know, no, you can go can... off to do whatever you need to do. Yeah, exactly. Well, you have a good uh, rest of your day. You and too. We shall congregate with you another time. Hopefully, you'll That'll be out. Be terrific. <laughs> yes, mm-hmm. I hope so. Thank Thanks, you, guys. Bye. Thank you. Bye, bye. That was so fun. <laughs> I'm gonna have to edit some of that little bit of love because we I think all of us were kind of laughing a little bit. Yeah. What did you call uh, Alpha Romeo? Alpha Ro- Alpha Romeo. Elfa Romeo. Elfish Presley. Yeah. Elfish Presley. Very good. That was great. I love I love that first part too where we're talking was like, oh, oh God. Okay. I guess yeah, I do remember what you do for the living. <laughs> it was very good though. Um yes. I hope he does get out of the coin. I mean yeah, me too. love to have more see more of um you guys and more of uh Renan. Of course. Well they kept telling me that oh yeah, he's gonna come, you know, we'll figure something out. He's gonna yeah, but who knows? You know, you, you, yeah, it'd be great if they did. Yeah. I'm really certain they will. They have to. It's one of those things that you've built up over like three seasons. You can't just drop it now. Well, yeah, exactly. And they've kind of added to, you know, even though he was stuck in a coin, they, they've kind of added backstory to his world, which I think people want to see come to fruition somehow. Mm-hmm. Exactly. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I almost lost it when you talk, we're talking about Renault, where his, I mean, Ithari. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she loves them. I do. Yeah, and that's you know, and that's a lovely storyline. That it would be such a shame not to, Mm -hmm. you know, explore that a bit more. You know, 
because you don't get to see that stuff that often on 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 animation those kind of relationships explored so i think that would be great if they do yes mm-hmm. definitely yeah. yeah and curiously uh before we end what do you think <laughs> of raylam especially since that character is kind of connected to your character and like what do you think of the relationship How uh, raylam and callum Raylam, yeah, yeah, Raylan. yeah you should clarify <laughs> just in case oh raylam callum yes. that's it i see it's right. I got you. um well, I mean, like from 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 Jonathan's perspective or from Runan's Jonathan. perspective. Both, both, really. Well, okay. <laughs> I think it's great, and I think it's um, you know, it it, it was it was you know, that thing like, well, are they going to get together? Aren't they going to get together? Ooh, is there something going on? And it's always it's always fun to kind of, you know, from an audience perspective to follow that kind of tension, and when it gets kind of sort of semi sort of realized or consummated, or whatever, it takes you into another world, and um, I think it's been great, and you know, and and any. You know, most stories that have kind of legs need that kind of, you know, tension driving through it to keep people sort of engaged on a human scale. So I think it's great. And they're both so, I mean, you know, Jack and Paula are so fantastic as well. So they bring a lot to it. And um, what's the what's the fan um Name. take on the whole thing? Oh, love everybody. Everybody pretty Almost much. Almost everybody. Like, yeah, I mean. Yeah. For the most part, yeah, they're nobody's like, like, no man, that's just wrong. Not because they're not. I mean, not because they're like a human and elf, but some people thought it was quick. There's always people, really yeah, yeah. Who, right, who don't like you know a ship or whatever. I think the main criticism is that it was rushed, which I don't agree with. Um, I think that well, one thing, if you know teenagers. And at the same time, they're spending literally 24 hours a day with each other. If you spend 24 hours a day with somebody for a month, you may possibly, you're going to have some kind of like strong feelings for them, whether it be like friendship or love. And, you know, there's a whole forged by a friendship forged by or forged by fire kind of thing. So, right. I I love teenagers. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) No teenagers. So so that maybe gives me a little world and little little sort of uh, way into their world. But uh, no, I think it's great. Is there anything that you want to ask us or any takes you want to tell us about Renan that maybe we haven't thought about or you've been thinking about before we end? Well, I don't think so. Because, I mean, honestly, you guys are so, you know, you know way more about his world <laughs> than I do in a lot of ways. So I'm more interested in in, in your takes on him than, than what I bring to it. Yeah. Um, okay. But no, I mean, I, I'm just always amazed when I do sort of take a peek into that you know, kind of online social media world, just the extent to which people are invested in these in these universes, I think is fantastic. Um, so no, so I, you know, I should try and engage a little bit more with the with the fandom. So so find me on Instagram and and um, yeah, and I'll I'll put some more stuff up there. It's a good first yeah. step, Instagram. Yeah, yeah exactly. I'd say maybe the next step is maybe Twitter, but that's like you got to be ready for that. Oh, yeah. God, it's just so much work, <laughs> I and then I'm really bad at like self promotion. It's like you know, it's the British oh. thing. You're very kind of you know reserved, but it, then it you know it has to be about you know, hey, look what I'm doing. Oh, yeah, awesome. yeah. And I, I it's hard. Feel like I'm a bit old mm-hmm. for that. Yes, actually, but, um, you're into theater, so this might be relevant, but um, there is a fan out there who wants to do a Dragon Prince musical, actually. Oh, Some really? A fan musical, and I forgot, almost forgot to shout it out today, and I believe that that fan on Twitter, I can't remember their name, but it's the ass, and so I was supposed to give a shout out to that right now, so let me look at my messages and be like... Well, they should totally do that. Oh, yeah, there it is. Um, <laughs> by, um, or at least do a musical episode. JK. Right? Oh yeah, that I would be great. I think that 
She just tap yeah. it in the show, like a musical. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, yeah. Like you and Beeren can, can sing. Yeah, I'd be all over that. Yeah, they want to do a TD uh, Dragon Prince Broadway album project, and I think it's by J Cake or at um J. Well, at Gucci Radio, I can't say that. Um, but yeah, so I might probably put that on the hot push on Twitter, and hopefully. If there's any, you know, writers or playwrights or whatever, or theater people who want to get part, be a part of that, um, they should keep an eye out. Absolutely. That would be lovely. Um, especially with theater people like you involved. There you go. All right. Well, sign me up. So yeah. Thank you so much. You're welcome. This, we must do this again sometime. Probably if Absolutely. we, maybe if we get um, more season four stuff, um, yeah, announced. Okay. But uh, this has been the Hot Push, Hot Brown Morning Potion Podcast with Jonathan, Haley, and Tamika, and we are signing off. Bye, guys. Bye.